0: Welcome to another adventure of staying at home with the Williamses. I'm Sarah Milliken, touring you through this strange but wonderful podcast landscape with Robbie and Ida, as they remain holed up in their humble mansion in Los Angeles. They will be swearing. They like to use a whole range of expletives at any given moment. So if there is anyone likely to be offended by that, children especially, then please heed this warning. Okay then, now for this episode, the power has shifted. I know. Robbie's going to explain.
1: Hey, listen, a little while ago, we went live on Instagram and asked you... <laughs> we, wow, good. you're really
2: struggling. Uh, do you want yeah. me to help you with the reading you bit? You do the reading. I'll do the reading bit. I've, okay. I've gone further in school.
0: Change of plan. I mean, Ida's going to explain.
2: Hello. <laughs> a little while ago, we went live on Instagram and asked what you would like to hear on the podcast. A lot of those things centred around marriage. And so today we're talking about exactly that. Let's start at the beginning. People may or may not know we met on a blind
0: date. Now, I do wish this story involved the classic Saturday night television show of blind date, but sadly no. Had it still been around, I'm sure that might have been a possibility. Imagine, could have been TV gold. This episode is all about love and marriage. And how the stars collided, or something happened for sure, to bring Robbie Williams and Ida Field together, after what can only be described as a catastrophic start.
1: Yes, this is true. And uh, and what's going to happen with this whole podcast? Yeah. is I'm going to be a bad man, aren't I?
2: Probably. I mean, usually you'll, you'll insult me to some varying degree, then I will... Act horrified. I will call you a bad man and we'll move on. And then I'll probably mention something that's unflattering about you, but that just happens.
1: Yeah, but this whole episode in our life Mm -hmm. is all revolves around. And then he fill in. Well,
2: first of all, that's the through line. But also it ends up being true.
1: Yeah, but then he. And then I have to go. Well, you've got to
2: stop doing the then he stuff. Just be better.
1: But. I think we've established I'm a very bad man.
0: I know, but you've the very bad man can change. Let's hope, otherwise humanity is doomed. But I'm going off topic. Now, I don't know about you, but Robbie's been a little bit cryptic already. Perhaps you know more than me, but I haven't yet heard the full story of how Robbie and Ida met. So settle in. Here it comes. All the details, right from the very beginning.
1: Blind date love.
2: Blind date love. I like uh, this because a lot of people I know have been on many a blind dates,
1: and but they didn't. They didn't catch a whopper like they me. They didn't
2: catch a big fish like you. In mm. fact, before I met you, I had sworn I would never go on another blind date again because I was so done with them because they really? were so bad. Yeah. Did you have lots of bad blind dates?
1: I didn't have lots of dates. Of, of, of,
2: you didn't have lots. Of, I mean, you just. You just shagged people and moved on like a, like a yo sushi station.
1: Yes, that's what happened. So you, um, you had lots of dates.
2: Yeah, I had lots of bad blind dates. I bet
1: loads of people wanted to date you, didn't they?
2: Yeah, but I didn't want to date them back. I was just happy to just be living with my mom and my doggies. And then everyone would go, you've got to get out. You've got a date. I know the perfect person for you. And then you'd go, oh no, I don't want to. And they go, no, honestly, this one's perfect. He's amazing. He's da-da-da. He's funny. He's incredible. He's... You'd show up and you'd be like, fuck me. My friends hate me. They mm. absolutely hate me. They think I'm a cunt. This is my punishment. They've set me up with this person to punish me. And you'd be sat there going, when can I leave the dinner? Is this me? And I'm such a people pleaser that like, I never wanted to like, let the person down. So yeah. I would just like have a full, long so meal. So then you'd marry them? <laughs> so then I'd marry them because I felt badly for them. Moved
1: to Stoke-on-Trent Move with to them. to stoke on Hang on a minute. Wait,
2: I'm sorry. I had to tell you at some point.
1: Oh, my God. So this whole thing is because you're a people pleaser it's and you didn't want to let your friend down?
2: I didn't want to let my friend down, and you're my friend.
0: I'm starting to get a little bit anxious. Just what did Robbie do on that blind date? How bad could he have been? It's okay. I'm sure he's going to tell us, and hopefully it'll all be fine.
1: What did we know about each other before we met? Well... <laughs> Google is a friend mm-hmm. in those circumstances. Mm-hmm. I knew that you was fit.
2: You knew I was fit d- in it. In That's it. it.
1: That's it.
2: Well, I knew you were fit. I knew they, they they said your name and you were a singer, and I kind of had heard the name, but I didn't know anything you sang. I didn't know who you were. Um, what did I know? I knew you were very funny. Your friends had described you as slightly off the wagon, which I didn't know what that meant because i'd never met anyone who needed to be on the wagon so i didn't know what being off the wagon was but i soon found out when i have my date with you what slightly off the wagon is do you know
1: it's it's funny like if if here's just an all points bulletin for anybody yeah. out there that's mm-hmm. whose friend go he's really lovely mm-hmm. he's kind of off the wagon mm-hmm. what that means is do not fucking touch don't mess this, with it don't mess with it they, 50-foot barge pole.
2: Yeah, it's probably best I didn't know what it meant because I probably would have been too freaked out if I knew the...
1: Yes, it worked out, but listen, those people out there that have been told that at the minute, he drinks a bit.
2: He drinks a bit too much.
1: Just don't. Just Leave
2: him to fix it.
1: Leave him to fix it. So if they say that, say, well, when he stopped drinking because he really needs to stop, <laughs> then, then uh, come see me then. But until then... It's too much to fix.
2: Too much to fix. I think I should have said that to you on our first date. This is too much to fix. Yeah. But I wanted to fix it anyway. You were like like you know those remodel shows where you're like they can't possibly make this a beautiful house. It's falling apart. But yet they do. And that was you. You were falling apart, but I saw the good bone structure. Thank I saw you. the potential. Thank you. There was a, a loving relationship to be fostered with this beautiful soul.
1: Where did we first meet?
2: Where did, well, we met in Los Angeles.
1: Yeah. We oh. met oh, at, y- about.
2: at your house, which became our house, in Beverly Shire, in the hills. Well, really more P.O. Box. It was really borderline the valley, mm-hmm. if we're being totally honest. It was very dark when I met you mm-hmm. in your house. It was it was a brown house inside, mm-hmm. and all the lights were off. Which now makes sense because you are very upset when I leave the lights on. So it makes sense that the whole house was.
1: It's just so weird that you come from a land of plenty.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I mean, like your mum really fucked it.
2: <laughs> yeah, she did. In
1: her teachings, in her financial teachings. Yeah, for she you, did. She did. She, she did. passed on some very bad information. She did. She did. I come from a place where I was third in the bath, so I had the third water. And you turn, in lights off. That's what you do. You turn lights off. Yes. And so you arrive at my house and all the lights are off.
2: It was like kind of like a haunted house. There were so many lights off. It was like I had to use night vision within myself. It was like some sort of SAS, SAS experiment where I had to kind of grope my way to the kitchen, which is where... Yours truly was descending. Well, first you pulled me out of the car because I had friends drop me off. You pulled me out of the backseat car, and you were kind of like in shadow. And then the shadow just extended into the house where there was no natural light. And then we went to the kitchen, which oddly had lights on.
1: Because that's the um, that's the place that we're going to use. It's kind There's of like a, when uh, a
2: cave has a kerosene lamp in it.
1: Yeah, it's like why do we need to use the whole lights if that we're not if we're only going to be in them for literally seconds. Well, anyway, it makes fucking sense.
2: By the way, can I just point out, we're sat in your living room. What are your rules on why was there no lighting in the living room? We were sat in it. It was dark. It was like like dating in the dark. Because the
1: light was coming from the kitchen. The
2: ambient light from the kitchen. You mean from from 3,000 square feet away? Hold
1: hold on. I can't can't remember if there was light or not.
2: But will you tell me there was no light? I can tell you. But you were weird. And tell the people, the fine people, why you were being such a weirdo.
1: Here's the thing, you say that I was weird. You were. But I don't
2: think I was. Well, because you're on drugs, so you You're you high as a kite.
1: The drugs just fill in all the blanks. No,
2: maybe inside your brain space, but on the outside nothing was coming out.
1: Hey, listen, I took drugs as medication because it was, I felt socially awkward.
2: Can I also point out that the person that you took the drugs from, your dealer, you were also sleeping with. Yes. So you had just fucked your dealer who had dropped off drugs right before our date. Yes. Now- Romantic.
1: In in people's minds, uh, dealers are usually- Men. Men. This dealer wasn't.
2: This was a female dealer that you shagged right before you met up with me. Yes. It's very good of you to clarify that because it makes all the world of difference.
0: Yeah, that's really not fine. Not at all. (laughs) At this point, I will point out that clearly this story has an eventual happy ending because Robbie and Ida get married and have a family. But at this stage, frankly, things could have gone either way.
2: So anyway, so you were sleeping with your dealer who just happened to drop you off a bag of pills or whatever you were snorting or sniffing or eating or chewing or whatever your people do.
1: Morphine
2: and... Whatever. Um, So you were weird. Oxycontin. Yeah, well, you know, like a rainbow. Adderall. Okay, we don't have to keep the list going. You don't need to, you know, get extra credit points. Upers, yep. All of them. So Stay we, in the middlers. Yeah. So anyway, you were weird. I was weird. Um. So we're both not vibing on each other, I think. We were both kind of like, oh, okay. We, we had so much in common on text and telephone, but now...
1: We instantly didn't, did we? We
2: didn't. We were both silent. You were silent, Bob, and I was chatty Kathy, and it was just a bit weird. So I call my friends because I say, it said they were having a party, and my friends go on the phone, Are you okay? He seems a bit weird. And I was like, Yeah, no, no, it's fine. And then you said, Why don't we go back to the party? I think there was an ecstasy that that you were hunting down. But you said, Let's go back to the party. I didn't know that you were going to drop me. Ecstasy hunter. Ecstasy hunter. That's your discovery program. You know how you want to have like your own program? That's exactly
1: what I thought. Ecstasy Ecstasy hunter. Ecstasy hunter.
2: Um, Although I'm not sure for someone who's clean and sober, it's the right gig for you. But, we, you know, we. Well, I find
1: them for other people. You're going
2: to snuff them out, but give them to friends. Yeah. Um, uh, rolling in generosity will be the tagline.
1: Wow. Wow. There it is. Uh,
2: so anyway, so you go to drop, uh, we're going to go back to the party. What I don't know is your intention is to ditch me at the party. And without giving many details, which we will not give on this podcast, there was a moment where we started talking and at that moment, there was this incredible moment on the couch where while we were talking, I felt this huge kind of energetic expansion of the universe and it was like i'd known you my whole life and it was like someone fully and completely understood me and i understood them it was like this silent language that was happening this this very strong emotional electric feeling where it was like <gasps> It was like breathing in air for the first time. It was just. I actually
1: felt as comfortable as I do now. Yeah. Then it was so moment. weird. I'd
2: never felt this before. It was like this instant connection. It overwhelmed me in the moment on the couch. Of course, I didn't say anything to you at the time because I thought, well, that'll come off fucking wackadoodle if I turn to this guy and I go, "Did you feel that?" I just thought that's not that's not the move. Um,
1: I, I also did feel that, but would have gone no.
2: Okay, so that, it's interesting to think with your dialogue and my dialogue. My dialogue was, oh, don't say that. That's fucking crazy. Yeah. And yours would have been complete rejection of the feeling. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So I had this moment. And the only reason we, we discovered this moment was a real thing was I had this moment. You had this moment. We never even discussed it till about a year into our relationship when you were describing our first date to someone. And then you said... And then there was this moment on the couch. And I remember when you started talking about it, I went, Oh my God.
1: Can I just tell you something? Yeah. When you were talking about like dates and stuff, I got anxiety about maybe never having have met you.
2: Oh my yeah. God, that's so sweet. It was like, Oh, I know. Oh, oh it's okay. She's
1: there. I can touch oh, her.
2: Oh, that's the most beautiful thing, Boozy. Yeah. That's so sweet. Yeah.
1: Can we, because it makes me feel bad. What? Okay, the next bit of the story is I take drugs, I start looking like a chicken. Let's just not go into it too much because I I don't want to relive
2: it. I won't relive it. All I say is you did not end up in a good way that evening. There we go.
1: Done. We're done.
0: Just going to pause for a moment to take that all in. As blind date stories go, that is quite the tale and not one I was expecting. But there we have it knows what mysterious ways aligned to get people together. But happily as it turns out, Robbie and Ida survived that first strange night, and things definitely improved. I mean it's not like it could get much worse, right?
2: We came home, I took care of you, and then we spent the next several weeks just eating cake and sugary coffees and and and, and living in this like love bubble. All we did was eat cake, you introduced me to Big Brother. That was that was uh That was a big controversial, what a, what a season to watch Big Brother for the first time. Mm-hmm. Um, and I kind of nursed you back to health or ish.
1: No, this is then what happened.
2: Yeah, and then you, uh, you and do then this And then I
1: was like, well, I was no, in no fit state to be in a relationship. No,
2: you were not in a good state.
1: So I had to come up with a way of... Um, Getting out of, extricate myself from this uh, relationship that I found myself in. This
2: very loving relationship that you found yourself in. Yeah,
1: because I was like, oh, <laughs> you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Good. Growing pains. Growing pains, Let's got Let's call it. them. So I came up with a great plan. Uh-huh. I will tell her that I am being taken to rehab.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And I phoned you up and I told you, I'm being taken there's an intervention and they're taking me to rehab and I can't see you.
2: Am I allowed to th- say the things leading up to that night? No. Okay, because it makes you look like a bad man. Yes. Okay, so we will skip over the details of that night. You did break up with me at three in the morning. Yep. After not showing up at my work as my boyfriend. Yep. It was very emotional. And you said you could not date oh, me because baby, I'm really sorry. It's okay, Boozy. It's okay. I love you. I'm I forgive really sorry. you. So you said I'm gonna go to rehab. We can't be together. I'm not well, and I was like, "Oh my god!" and I and I, I remember saying, "Well, I just want you to be healthy. I just want you to be well." I totally understand. And then we got off the phone, and I proceeded to just weep oh, and drink okay. a beer. Okay. Listen. So anyway, okay. Well, sidestep. So you 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 said I'll come see you around. That was like a okay. And I didn't. What? And you didn't okay. come see me. Okay. And then the joke was on you
1: because then because somebody then the actually day, the next day somebody. Turned up and did do an in- intervention on me and did cart me off to rehab.
2: And then that kind of explains why on Monday when you were off your way to rehab, I remember being on two auditions, sitting with, sitting with. I'd bumped into a friend of mine, Lucy, who's an English actress. And you had called and you were like, I'm on my way to rehab. You had called while I was in my audition and left me this message. And I was like, he sounds so proud of himself for going to rehab. But I get it because you'd made up a lie, but now the lie was true. Yes. So you were letting me know it really was true. So we
1: should try that today. I'm not going to um, spend any of the money because somebody's giving me a million
2: pounds.
1: (laughs) And then let's see if that works tomorrow. Okay. 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 Right. So... Um, yes. So then I went to rehab. Long story short, so I don't want to drag all this over the coals. It doesn't make me feel good. I know it doesn't you. make
2: you look good either.
1: Well, it's not the doesn't <laughs> make. It. It's listen. No, I, don't, listen. No, I don't. I don't care it. about the long-winded version of this truth uh, at all. I don't care about being out there. No. I just don't like listening to it.
2: I get it. You were in a dark place and you did some dark things. I mean, obviously my heart was broken many times, but we got over it.
1: And by dark things, you mean finishing with you three times.
2: Well, but it wasn't just finishing with me three times. It was more that you, when you finished with me, you didn't tell me you were finishing with me. You just disappeared and then delivered my stuff in garbage bags. Houdini. You houdini and then garbage bags came my way like three weeks later. And your car on a flatbed truck. And my car on a flatbed truck with a bill to pay the flatbed truck.
1: With a bill? Yes. I didn't mean to do it. I did not ask for that to happen.
2: Well, it was an extra... Extra sauce, extra little sting, extra little sting. So that is kind of a rough approximation of how the first date went, wouldn't you say?
0: Wow, I mean, wow. When I said I didn't think things could be worse, as breakups before the makeup score, that one was pretty awful. Ida love patience of a saint. And another reminder to not do drugs, kids. We're not quite done yet with digging down into the bones of Robbie and Ida's relationship as Robbie gears up to drop another bombshell about the early days when they were together.
1: I probably actually came to terms with the fact that I could be in the relationship that you needed and that I needed to give you mm-hmm. and vice versa. I knew you could do the bit, but I think it was probably like...
2: Like, had we already moved to England then, or...?
1: I think it was like three years into marriage. Whoa. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Three years, in, you mean like six years into our lives together is when you realized that you were capable of being in a relationship? Yeah. Gosh, I don't really know what to say to that. I'm a little taken aback.
1: Yeah. Well, you know my, th- my thoughts and feelings. Like, hey, I always
2: think you must be on some sort of delay because I feel like it was the same with fatherhood. Is like It wasn't until we had already two kids that you were ready to be a dad. Okay. I'm just taking it on value that you're just a couple steps behind.
1: Let me just break some stuff down here, okay. right? Go okay, for it. I come from a broken home. So do I. I. I know you do, right? I Don't be
2: throwing your broken home card in my broken no,
1: home card face. No, 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 no I, I'm not. I'm just, <laughs> I, I'm just... I, I'm I'll, just I'll match your
2: damage with another damage. card. I'm just
1: painting a vulnerable picture. Okay, okay. Okay. I also then was given the, the keys to the Willy kingdom. Wonka's factory...
2: You mean other people's vaginas.
1: Exactly. Because
2: you're a pop star.
1: And I have addictions, and one of them probably, possibly, definitely was probably sexual in nature, too, mm-hmm. I would mm-hmm. guess. I would
2: guess, based on your list of, of, proclivities
1: of proclivities and addictions.
2: Yeah, just on, yeah.
1: So you would, let me just ask you this, okay. Okay. Would you need, for me, if we were in a loving relationship, Uh to not sleep with anybody else? Yes. Okay. I Mm -hmm. did not know if I was capable of doing that. (laughs) I
2: get that. So
1: I also knew that about myself, but I did tell you that, too.
2: Yes, you did tell me that.
1: You know, I was like Which scared me. Exactly. But, you know, it's like, hey, I'm not pulling the wool over your face. Mm Mm-hmm um this is i I probably am going to fuck this up by by sleeping with other people Mm -hmm. so if i go into that going marriage is a sham and it doesn't work Mm -hmm. and what's the point of getting married if it's just not going to work out which it won't Mm -hmm. also on the top of that I'm going to be shagging people on the side mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and if we get married mm-hmm. that's a big investment financially too mm-hmm. because then you're going to get upset and pissed off and then you're going to leave with mm-hmm. all of my money mm-hmm. and a broke another broken home and so the thing carries on and continues. So
2: do you think now this is a question do you think this was a kind of self-protection mode so that you didn't even have to subconsciously venture into even putting yourself out there in some way
1: no no not at all did you, was it was
2: a true belief system or do you think it was a belief system that you created so that you gave yourself the excuse not to get in relationships
1: Uh maybe maybe not i knew that i couldn't trust myself to actually be a human
2: now here's another question is this a pervasive thought that's happened throughout your life where you don't trust yourself to dot dot dot
1: no I trust myself to get the job done. Mm-hmm. I trust myself to be kind. Mm-hmm. I think. Do
0: you? I know oh, it's not <laughs> I'm joke kidding, right I'm now. Kidding, okay, yeah, okay, yeah.
1: Sorry. So I, I, I trust. I, you know, my version of kindness with you at the beginning of the relationship was complete and utter honesty. Yes. It was just like, okay, this person deserves to know. Hey, listen, I want to fuck everything. Mm-hmm. And I still want to fuck everything. Mm-hmm. What the fuck am I going to do about that?
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You
1: know, so that was, you know, that, that was a, a real issue mm-hmm. at a real time that really needed addressing. And, you know, you sort of, the, the heart takes care of itself. But I was sort of in no fit place to make that sort of life commitment to anybody when I couldn't even make a commitment to me to be, cause everything was too much. I was overwhelmed by everything. I was in a place of shame and fear and disappointment and I was scared, you know? So to then be responsible for somebody else's thoughts, feelings, emotions, and life on top of that would be like throwing somebody two people as you're drowning in the sea. You know that, so that was that was where I come from. When it's like, I know there's the bad person element, but I'd broken shit by the time the shit was broken. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So that makes sense to me. So when you are when when I say, not jokingly, maybe two or three years into our marriage was like, then I could look back and go, okay, I trust myself. Yeah,
2: I get that. You know, because
1: for example, with not drinking. You think that I didn't trust my, that I trusted myself five years into not drinking? Yeah. No, no, I didn't. Yeah. I trust myself now. I get that. 20 years into not drinking, going, hey, this is possible. But it's five years sober, six years sober. Well, I commend you.
2: I commend you on your leap of faith then, because that's a big leap of faith to take getting married, not knowing you can do it
1: absolutely so, which with, th- thank you very much you're welcome but but like so but that so just to qualify like i say 5 years into being sober or 6 years into being sober do i think i'd got it no no i don't do i think i've probably got it now yeah, yeah. maybe yeah you yeah, got probably. it you
2: got the big strokes yeah i've got the
1: big strokes i am capable of doing that yeah but that's that's sort of like the commitment to you is the commitment to not drink commitment to not sleep with other people and also you know my my life is not like a lot of other people's lives people seek me out to do that shit with you know there's like there's temptation and so it's not like
2: are you talking about my mother
1: she was a grateful lover, it happened once. But do you see what I'm saying? No, I get it.
2: I get it. It is a different situation because you walk out of the door and there's like 100 people that are willing to sleep with you because they... Well, less now. Well, maybe, maybe three or four. Maybe f- well, I, I was going to say two or three, yeah. But but in the day, back, back when, you know, you were really viable.
1: And the only reason that I, I say all of this is sort of like a justification... Or, or or an explanation to what was going on in my life and why I behave that way.
2: Yeah, no, I get it. I mean, thankfully I get it and I got it. I just loved you. That was the thing for me. It was just like whether I'm with you or not, which of course I wanted to be with you. I just loved you so much. I just wanted you to be happy and well. Um, and I hoped that that was with me. And there were definitely times that I didn't understand why it was not with me but I also kind of surrendered on some level because I had to, to kind of heal when we weren't together to try and move forward. I'm trying to think how long it was that we we kind of did this dance for about a year and a half, would you say? Two years. We broke up like... Three times. I'll say we, just to make you feel better. Mm -hmm. Obviously, you dumped me. Mm -hmm. But we broke up three times unceremoniously in the first year and a half. There were like two at the very beginning. And then one kind of random one a year later. That one was the shortest. That was like two weeks long. And I got... Thank you. Well, I got tragically thin those two weeks. You're welcome. Thank you. Um, and it was at the end of those two weeks, I had just film finished filming a pilot TV show. And you met up with me at the, you were just very keen to meet me that night. And it was I had just wrapped my show. And you met me at my house. And I think that was the night you'd seen Cameron Diaz at the Chateau Marmont.
1: Cameron Diaz and Drew Barrymore, let me just qualify that. Mm-hmm. We're at the Chateau Marmont, several tables. I'm flirting around. Mm-hmm. Not flirting, flirting. Yeah! I'm just social butterflying. Sure. And um, we'd split up, and I was chatting away with people, and I started to chat with Drew Barrymore and Cameron Diaz, uh-huh. and I started to espouse about this brilliant person that I just ended a relationship with. Very true. And, uh, and and I, you know, there was all of these explaining words coming out of my mouth about how incredible you were, beautiful, smart, funny, blah, 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 blah. And Cameron Diaz said, it doesn't sound like that one's over. And in that moment, I don't know why it was, but the universe went, go to Ida, be with her, marry her.
2: Aww. Thank God for Cameron Diaz, by the way. Yeah, next I mean, time I see she, Cameron Diaz, I'm going to make out with her.
1: Do you know? Here's the thing about that that moment. Mm-hmm. She won't even know that happened. No,
2: she won't remember it at
1: all. She will. In not fact, I've remember seen her it. out
2: before, and I've always wanted to like go up to her and thank her. And then I thought she'll just think I'm a fucking weirdo, so I'll yeah. just leave that.
1: She doesn't know that in that moment something very powerful but can and very you imagine strong, like
2: happened. if Cameron Diaz hadn't done that? It's like these four kids were in the playroom right now. Like, that's what I'm talking about, those sliding doors moments. It's like, what if you hadn't had that conversation?
1: Yeah. I mean, she could, she could have said, you know, like, I'll have the, the prawn salad, please.
2: Yeah. And, and that- I could have been at home going, you know what? Fuck that wanker. I'm done.
0: Well, as Hollywood romances go, there are some key ingredients right there. Fancy hotel. Tick. Flirting over dinner. Tick. Drew Barrymore. Tick. Cameron Diaz. Bloody great. Tick. Because without her common sense, then who knows what may have become of Robbie Williams and Ida Field Williams. Write that story, Netflix. Or maybe you already have. There was a lot to unpack there, don't you think? But what a story. What could be next?
2: Like, when did you decide you were going to get married to me? Like, when, when, was it, when, when did it go from, obviously, I know I'm going to marry this girl, to actually, yeah, I am going to propose?
1: Um, I don't know.
2: Because I mean, obviously I wasn't involved in that secret meeting with yourself. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I don't. Because at some
2: point, you you got a ring.
1: Did I? Yeah, I must have done. Yeah. <laughs> I can't remember where anyway, it was from. Anyway. Um. Didn't I? Didn't I design it? Yeah,
2: it's Susie Hawks.
1: Did I design yeah. it? Yeah, I designed it.
2: Yeah, that's right. So there must have been a thought. I don't know. Okay. So anyway, you whatever you design, and and I don't think I think this is what I think happened. I think because you were going to propose on Christmas because that knocks out the Christmas present with the ring. So you don't need to get a present and the ring. So I think you double Double bubble, double bubble, you double down. So you just had to get one gift. And then I think what happened was Christmas Eve. I'm just guessing you went, oh, fuck, I got to propose, though, with this. What do I do with this? So we got up early. We got up early because we were jet lagged. we just come in from England. And you were wearing, I was in my sweatpants with my hair on top of my head. You were in a caftan with no underwear on and your big crazy beard. And you said, let's get coffee. Do you think Starbucks is open on Christmas Day? And I was like, well, it's LA probably. So we went in the car. We were staying at where you used to have a football pitch, what you used to call the football house, because our house was being done up that we lived in. And we pulled into the gated community where we lived. And I thought, that's strange. The house is being done up. Why are we pulling in? This isn't Starbucks. And you said, I just got to get something from the house, which was weird because, again, there was nothing in the house. We pulled up to the driveway. And then you said, get out. <laughs> I think you actually might have just said, get out. And uh, that's,
1: that's not what happened.
2: No, we got out of the car. Yeah, I know, but I didn't say get out. Well, no, I don't know. We <laughs> just we're getting out. I don't know. And then you handed me a card. Yeah, And I remember it was an Anya Hindmarch card, which I thought, because she makes bags. I thought, is this a, we're doing all this for a handbag? Yeah. You handed me the card, and in it was what was in it.
1: Is that the four cards?
2: Yeah, it's the four cards. And what did they say? Will you marry me? And it was four. On? On, on the Queen of Hearts, Queen of Spades, Queen of Diamonds, and Queen of Clubs.
1: And because?
2: Because every time that you thought of me when we were on this mountain trip and many times since, whenever you thought of me, you always pulled a queen or a queen of hearts.
1: Out of a 52 pack of cards. That's
2: right. And it was quite cool. Yeah. So, but did you do that the night before, I'm guessing? Christmas Eve?
1: Probably. Probably. Yeah.
2: So, so yeah, you were wearing no underwear and you handed me this card, but it was cool because it was actually where we first met, which was the exact, driveway. Exactly
1: where but we first I don't first think met. you
2: really planned that out like to the T. I think it probably occurred to you at Christmas Eve and you were like, oh yeah, I can do it in the driveway.
1: I actually had a warm feeling about that.
2: About the driveway? But did you do it on Christmas Eve? Was that when the thought came?
1: Probably, yeah.
0: Yeah, <laughs> that's what I was saying. Well, isn't that lovely? I like the bit with all the queens from a pack of cards and how that came from some magic trick anyway. But not that I wish to detract from the warm, romantic sentiment at that moment, which I genuinely enjoyed, but my other takeaway from this story was that Robbie didn't feel it was necessary to put on pants to go out for coffee. In a kaftan no less. I mean, you do you, but there has to be a line somewhere. Maybe it was all fine because the coffee was just a ruse, but that sure would have been a carefree car journey for some. Let's skip ahead to...
2: The wedding was absolutely amazing. So it was this kind of very rushed thing and nobody knew about it. And there was this big mystery around the day because what we told people was that you we were celebrating you in music for 25 years because we were going to have people come to the house, but we didn't want them in like Tommy Bahama shorts and flip flops. So we said it was a black tie casino royale party. And it was like a bond mission. And it was, we were going to celebrate you like bond. And so everyone came to the house in a shuttle bus. And then it was when they arrived at the shuttle bus that they got their invitation to the wedding. And I remember the day before being so upset because we were going to have this beautiful outdoor wedding, which of course I hadn't really seen what it was going to look like anyway, because we had just gotten back in town, but it was all going to be outdoors. and All of a sudden there were paparazzi helicopters all above the whole garden so at the very last minute, we had to, I remember it was the day before, and they were struggling to get fabric so that they could cover the garden so that nobody could see us from above. Um, but then I remember that day just being the most incredible, yeah, it's the best day of my life. I mean, obviously, having our kids is the best day of my life too, but that day was so special, and you looked so handsome, and there was just so much love in the air, and the, the donkeys looked so cute with their flowers and Sid got on the bench. I remember when they were, the dogs came down the aisle and they were all kind of sat there in the aisle. And then Sid, who was like our 130 pound wolf, decided to get up next to one of the guests and sit on the, sit on the pew thing, mm-hmm. sat next to them. And he was like a guest at the wedding looking at us. Mm-hmm. And Rudy was in the aisle. And they all sat down, didn't they? They were very well behaved. They didn't,
1: they didn't run about or anything. They just they knew. all just sat down and, and bear witness. Yeah. Bore witness.
2: Well, witness. To
1: this um, meeting of and promises uh, that were made on a soul level. And I think they understood that Daddy had found Mummy, and they were all more safe for having you in their lives.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I remember Pupette went with me to the bathroom every time and I needed help, not that she could help me, lifting up my big dress. Mm-hmm. There's that
1: picture of you on the toilet. Yeah, on the toilet
2: with Pupette next to me. My ride my ride or die bitch.
1: Yeah.
2: And we just had the best time. We had amazing food. We, we ate lots of carbohydrates. I remember being very excited by the- stuffed my face with fries. We had fries. mac and cheese and fries. Hey,
1: uh, and it was, you know, it's- but, By the it, way,
2: can I say that when I tell people my wedding, people go, yeah, but you, I was so, you know, it was such a nervous day that, I mean, I didn't even eat anything. You don't actually eat the food. And I was like, oh no, I, I ate lots of food on my wedding. I was chuffed to be eating all that good food.
1: It was the most incredible day that I've ever experienced on the planet. And I absolutely knew- that um i was with my soulmate, that was going to make my life um incredible mm. uh, and yeah and i want i want to relive that day that's what i want to do is have, have that day
0: me too ah that does sound sweet even the pets in the bathroom when you're in bit we've all been there Things have taken a rosier turn, which I'm sure we are all grateful for, because at the start of this episode, I was not so sure. Let's keep that loved-up energy in the room. Whatever you do, do not even think of bursting it by playing a game, or test as it's otherwise known, about who knows the other one best in this relationship.
2: I would like to play a game of Mr and Mrs with you, because I want to see... How well we know each other in this very space and time today. So I have prepared a few questions, and I think we should both say them out loud. We should say the question, and then write the answer on the back of our paper, and see if our answers match up. Okay. okay I'm stepping away from you. Okay. So the first question is: So you're going to answer what mine is, and you're gonna I'll answer what yours is. What is my favorite song? So you're going to write down what my favorite song is. And I'm going to do what yours is, I think. Okay. Hold on. Hold on. Obviously, you got it wrong because you wrote that really quickly. So what is my favorite song? What did you write?
1: Dancing in Heaven.
2: Do you know what? So close. I'm going to give that to you because Dancing in Heaven is from my favorite, one of my favorite movies, which is um, Girls Just Want to Have Fun. But actually, Dancing Queen is my favorite. Anything ABBA, really. You could put Money, Money, Money. You could put... You know, you know Waterloo, but Dancing Queen. So I'll take that as an answer. Okay, okay. For you, I put um, the County Lineman,
1: Wichita Lineman. Yeah, that's right.
2: Yeah, yeah, that's right.
1: Ooh. So, so you were you were a hundred percent correct,
2: and you were and like, I'm going to give you like a ninety ninety yeah, yeah. five. Okay, you were in. I'll give you that. Okay.
1: Which member
2: mm-hmm.
1: of Take That would you trust most with a secret about me?
2: Oh gosh. Which take that? Remember, would I trust most? With this, God, I I kind of would trust all of them, but I know who I'm gonna go with. Jimmy, say who I'm gonna go with. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna go with Gary Barlow. Yeah. I've, okay. I've written
1: down Gary. Okay,
2: we've got it. We're in. Okay. Okay. What? Oh, this is a tricky one because the one I have in my head is very random, but I will accept other answers if they're spot on. What or who is my spirit animal?
1: What or who Mm -hmm. is your spirit animal? Mm -hmm. I would say a recent spirit animal Mm -hmm. would be Lizzo for the last few weeks. Yes, that's
2: good. That's true. That's true. But like
1: long-time spirit Uh animal... I don't
2: think you'll get this one.
1: It's the blonde comedian lady.
2: Yes, Jennifer Coolidge.
1: Jennifer Coolidge, yeah.
2: well done, Robbie Williams.
1: I, it's like I know it's you. It's like
2: you know me. It's like we've had these conversations. Well done, Boozy. Thanks, Boozy. Jennifer Coolidge is my spirit animal mm-hmm. and who I worked with twice and she lived up to my expectations. Yeah. So if you're out there listening, Jennifer Coolidge, I love you. Yeah. What subject do I know so much about I could give a one-hour lecture on it with zero preparation. So I've got to guess what subject you could give an hour lecture on without any preparation. I think I have it in my head. What I'm going to say, do you have your answer in your head? Yes. Okay. My answer? Yeah. Drugs. Addiction. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. That's my addict. Okay. Got it. Okay, so what questions do you have for me? Um, We're at like 100% for this so far, i just like to point out.
1: I, I've... I'm going to ask you the same question. Okay, what could you talk about for an hour without if, any preparation?
2: I have two options in my brain space. Let's see if you get either one.
1: Uh, okay, my answer is. Uh huh. We yeah go. What a bad person I was.
2: Because <laughs> we've
1: done this, you know. Here's, here's the thing. Here's the thing, right? Yeah. On this podcast, we we sort of edit this down to all the best bits. I looked at the phone. I hadn't spoken for an hour and five minutes while you described, which is perfect because I've forgotten most of it, um, an hour and five minutes about the start of our relationship where you talked for an hour and five minutes. Well, you're welcome. So I actually know. So you
2: know that's a fact.
1: I know that's a fact. Okay,
2: because that's that's fair enough. That's been proven. My answer was going to be either working out yeah. or being neurotic. Okay. And I think I could give an hour-long conversation about both those okay. things. Um. Okay.
1: I'm going to ask you this. What? What's my favorite place in the world?
2: Your favorite. I'm asking your favorite place in the world. Well, is being with me. But I'm going to say that was not your answer. Is 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 um your favorite place in the world is Moustique.
1: Yes, it is.
2: And what is? Oh, that's a tough one for me because I got two. I know what it is. What's my favorite place? Paris. That's right. Yeah, Paris is your favorite place. Paris is my favorite place. There's Cali in the background. Mm -hmm. Um, I was going to say Paris is my favorite place, but you know, it's edging up very, very quickly behind it is Hawaii.
1: Oh, here we go. Which of my own songs do I like the least?
2: I've got one in my head. Your least favorite song, which I totally disagree with.
1: Okay, should we say it at the same time?
2: Okay. After three. Okay.
1: One, two, three. Millennium.
2: Oh, different yeah. ones. I yeah. thought Candy was your least favorite.
1: No, 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 no. Candy, I admire just I love for its candy. authenticity. No, I love Candy. No, I love Candy. I admire it for its authenticity that it's just a straight up, Pop, hey, fun song. let's have a friggin' hit. Come on, throw caution to the wind. And
2: let's be playful.
1: And let's be playful. Millennium, on the other hand.
2: Millennium is so good.
1: I'm just like, every time I sing it, it would go, we've got stars directing our fate. And I, in my head, i go, have we?
2: No, I and get really praying, emotional. That's when our hands are always in this, in the thing and, and they're going this way. And we praying it's
1: too late. No, and I you're, go, are we? In no, my no, head I go, no. are we praying
2: it's no, too late? You, you're, you're fucking Cause wrong. Because we know we're
1: falling from no, grace. You're just, Have you, we? You're
2: just self-doubting. And it's then, fucking great. That's and, all. Then,
1: and then it says millennium, which is no. just welded on. It no, just, just didn't you're, exist. And then you're wrong. Then Guy said, hey, the millennium's coming up. Why don't we just stick the word millennium on the end of it? Um, so, so you're wrong. I'm allowed to have my own thoughts and feelings about my own songs.
2: Okay, you're wrong. You're wrong. You're wrong.
1: Have you got another question?
2: Um, have I got another question? I, I think question. we did pretty well. I have, I have one more question.
1: I'm not very good with dates. No, no, I have a question. Okay.
2: Robbie Williams? Yeah? Will you marry me?
1: Oh, baby, yeah, of course. Okay. I marry you every single second of every... nanosecond of every single day. Thanks, Busy. I, I, I cannot wait for eternity to commence from this moment on
0: and we are out of time who knows what may have happened next I can take a lucky guess but there might be kids present who didn't heed my earlier warning Robbie and Ida presenting your typical love story from sleeping with a drug dealer before the first blind date through a few messy breakups clothes in bin bags standard to getting married kids houses trips to mystique Paris or Hawaii you know the drill same more, same more. Long may they rain.
1: Ida, the people need to know about your podcast, Postcards from the Edge. Tell them what it's about and how people can find it.
2: Sure, Robbie Williams. Postcards from the Edge is all about me, an American girl chatting to my British friends about our differences. Most weeks I'll be joined by my mum, Gwen, and sometimes you pop up. But for the most part, it's me learning about... Naked Attraction, and how to say sorry all the time with the likes of David Williams, Alan Carr, Judge Rinder, Ollie Murs, and loads more amazing guests. So please check it out and subscribe wherever you find your podcasts.